Welcome to the Blends, Breaks, and Blends that Shape Our Future podcast. I am your host, Troy Rice. Creativity is often taught as a solo practice, and therefore a person that is good at drawing or music is said to be creative. But creativity for kids as well as adults is not limited to the creative arts. Most things we value in life today did not derive from an original idea, but rather concepts that have been blended, broken, or blended. A result from disciplined focus, connecting big picture insights with rigor and testing and small variations. This podcast is to inspire you to create your future, a future you can be proud to live in. On this podcast, you will learn creative practices, stories from creatives themselves, and creativity and history. Looking to get started with an idea? Visit troyrice.life and join a creativity group sharing your idea for thoughtful and rapid feedback to help you create your future. All right, now go blend, break, and blend our world, your world. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome to the Bends, Breaks, and Blends that Shape Our Future podcast. I am your host, Troy Rice. On today's show, we have creative music artist and business owner, Dustin Mason. Dustin is the songwriter, lead vocalist, and guitar player of the music duo Van Mason Band. Dustin began his journey in theater before transitioning into musician and is the co-owner of Voyage Bulls, an acai bull company based in Michigan that is awesome and yummy. I am a proud and grateful to call Dustin a friend. Dustin, welcome to the show, man. Hi, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So the first question we ask all of our guests is, what does creativity mean to you? Yeah, thanks, Troy. Um, you know, I, I thought about this a little bit, and, and I think my idea of creativity has changed, um, you know, in the decades that I've been around, I guess. Um, but, you know, come to the, the best thing I could, I, the best words I could put it in, um, I think is creativity to me is, is accepting your authentic self um, and doing things that work for you, regardless of recognition or monetary gain. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Authenticity gets brought up a lot uh, when it comes to creativity and, and somebody owning theirs. So let's dig in there a little bit. Where does it start for you? And you can go back as early as early childhood or just recent uh, changes in creativity for you, but where does it start for you and what are some influencers along the way? Sure. Um, So I, you know, I think myself when I was younger, um, probably like, like most people, um, really thought of creativity as, um, you know, something closely tied to, to art, right. Something artistic, um, whether that's a book or music or a painting. Um, and you know, when I was younger, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think inherently pretty much everybody is, is creative when they're younger, right. It's, it's simply, um, uh, digesting and, and taking in what's, what the environment is around you. And then essentially making something out of nothing, which I think kids have an inherent ability to, to do, um, and, and do amazingly and and all the time. So, you know, really, um, for me, um, when I look back and, and I think about what drove me, um, to be creative, say as a child, um, obviously you have to have things available in your environment, um, that, that work for you. So, um, one of my first memories of say, like, uh, as a musician was when I was like five or six years old and my parents had, um, 
of one of those little kid keyboards with um, the name of the note on it. You know, it had A, B, C, D, G, um, E, F. And uh, did I say my alphabet right? A, B, C, D, E, F, G. (laughs) There we go. Um, Anyway, so what I do is, is I had a little notepad with me and I would click the notes that I liked and then I would write them down on a piece of paper and I would just copy it. So those were the first songs that I actually ever wrote. Um, and it was unique to me, right? It was, it was something I created. Um, and then growing up, um, you know, uh, another big influence for me, I think was my, uh, my uncle um, who was actually um, on Broadway when, when uh, back in the eighties, seventies and eighties, he was on um, a production called the chorus line. And when I would go to visit uh, my grandma, his, his mom, um, she would just tell me all these wonderful stories about him and, and, you know, show me videos. I just kind of fell in love with that idea of, you know, just performing and, and um, kind of expressing something that, that other people can either relate to or just appreciate. Um, So, so those two things were probably my biggest drivers to, what I have adopted in my adult life, um, when it comes to maybe a creative outlet. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. When you think about those influences and to where you are now, was there a gap from when you were younger and you started down that journey and then did you move away from it or have you always stayed along the music lines and the, you know, creativity and theater lines? No, it's funny. I think I've always kind of stayed along those lines. Um, I don't know if it would be necessarily a gap, but I, I would say it was a transition. Yeah. Um, when uh, when I was in fifth grade, that's when I first started um, being in uh, different you know uh, theater productions, and I had done that all through high school. It was, it was something that I really enjoyed, um, and I think a big part of it you know, it could have been middle child syndrome. I just like the recognition, you know, I like people being able to, to, to say, Hey, good job. You know, that's nice. Um, but there was something about just, um, putting myself in other people's shoes and, and, you know, learning about different personalities that I really enjoyed. Um, and I think there's a confusion though, between creativity and, and art, because this is, this is where I probably learned one of my biggest lessons, Um, was when my transition from high school to college, you know, um, happened. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I know that I enjoyed um, being in theater and I enjoyed, you know, creating um, and I enjoyed that environment. Um, And I didn't, I don't know if I just uh, didn't really have the foresight or I was really um, just, I was really apprehensive to, to say, okay, I need to think about my finances and I need to think about what it's like to be an adult. Um, my idea is that I, I do what I want and I'll figure out a way to, to make things happen. Um, and that went really, really pretty far against what my, what my dad would, would have liked, you know, he's like, get a business degree. You can still do theater and, and whatever. And, um, but at least you'll have, you know, something to fall back on, which is what pretty much any artist hears. Um, but uh, so, so as I got into college and all oh, the student loans start running out and then you get past college and, um, you know, you grow up a lot, I think, between, uh, you know, high school and, and the end of your, uh, your college career. 
I had, I had went into college saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to finish it. I'm not going to stray off course. Um, if I decide that it's not for me, I just want my degree so that I can get out of here and go do what I really want in the big, big wide world. Um, so that's essentially what I did. Um, and it took till, um, a few years after that for me to realize that creativity is something that is really kind of inherent in everybody. It, I'm not uniquely creative. Um, you know, I just, the, my path of creativity I choose um, happens to be through artistic expression, whether that's music or theater. Um, but, you know, creativity can be something as simple as, uh, in, in my opinion, um, planning out uh, or figuring out, you know, what kind of healthy meals to feed your family, you know, um, building your own space in your home or your office or your exercise room or your wood shop. That, that's a creative process. Um, or even, you know, figuring out how to start a business is a creative process. Um, that's something that I, you know, it took me a long time to learn, but it's, is really, um, I think, um, a, a strong driver for me to, uh, not only accept my authentic self, but continue moving forward, um, with a creative process and also appreciating others. Um, yeah. if their creativity might be different than mine, um, because really that's what it is again, uh, and building something out of, out of essentially nothing. And, and I think that even the artistic expression a lot of my songs had some sort of um, inspiration behind them. Usually a different artist's songs. It's not something that is wholly authentic and unique, but it's unique and authentic to me. I made it something that, that is for me. And that's what, um, that's what I think probably not enough people give themselves enough credit for mm. um, to say, you know, I am a creative person. I might not, um, you know, be up and on stage, showing people I'm a creative person, but I'm a creative person because, um, you know, I've made a lifestyle that works for me and my spouse and my family. Um, you know, I, I, uh, make decisions or, or create things that, that work best for us. And, and, and I think that that's what, when someone asks if, if you're a creative person, um, I think, honestly, everybody should say yes, because, um, they essentially, you know, everybody has a unique ability to, to create. It, it just happens to be, you know, what works for them. Yeah. So awesome, man. A few things in there that I heard. Um, so labeling and I'm, I'm, I'm going to up for your opinion in a minute based on like, if you don't feel like you're creative and why, and basically it's because you're labeling yourself, whatever you feel is necessary. Um, and then the other things that you mentioned in there was the cross between your authentic self and then creating something that doesn't necessarily have to be original. Uh, because I feel like most people don't take that step because they feel like they need to build something that's original. But we know that many things in life came from influences of other people. And even when you read about it in history, like famous arts and paintings and artists and everything, all of it is influenced by something else, right? That we've been sure. break or blended together. And so let's dig into that just a little bit about like the labeling, because sometimes we see like in the world, like you start to like draft like this identity of you, like, let's say I'm going to call myself an entrepreneur, right? Or I'm going to call myself a father, uh, whatever that is. 
a lot of people that are creative will call themselves creatives and refer to their community and their creative community. But basically what you're getting at is like, we're all really in that space, but is it the labeling that stops people? And where do you think that comes from? Oh, that's a really interesting question. Um, you know, that, that's, that's probably, I would imagine a, um, a factor of it. Um, it is interesting when you, you know, I'm not a psychologist, so, so I don't know how far I can go into this, but, um, you know, from my own experience, if somebody asks, you know, are you an entrepreneur or are you creative? Um, I guess the thing that resounds with me the most is, is usually what I like to ask people is what are your hobbies? Cause, um, I connect with people who, um, have, um, some type of interest outside of, you know, maybe their, their day-to-day, um, you know, work or family. It's like, for me, if you have something that, that maybe takes up a space in your brain and and time in your day, um, that maybe you find is, is something that helps you develop in something, um, that's what I'm interested in. But if, if people would come back from that question and say, I don't really have any hobbies. I watch TV. I, w- I would find myself judging them. And then I would make a, you know, a judgment like, um, oh, I don't know if I'm really interested in hanging out with this person. They don't seem to, you know, have the same interests that I do, but what I would tend to overlook in those type of scenarios is that, um, they may be an incredibly creative person in, in their role, uh, you know, whatever they're employed, you know, whether they're employed or they're self-employed. Um, and, and that's where some people maybe, maybe, um, work best. That's where their best self comes out and they don't have to have something outside of, you know, the, um, you know, the nine to five. And if, if the nine to five is where they work best, then, then all kudos to them. I've met a, a lot of you know, extremely, um, smart and creative people that use that creativity to, to simply further, um, you know, improvements in their job and, and their, uh, within their company. And, um, you know, that, that means something. So, yeah. So when it comes to the labels, um, yeah, again, I think that more people should be able to give themselves credit that, you know, you are interesting, you are creative. It's just not maybe what most people define that as. Yeah, when you were talking, it was leading to me like a different question, like mm-hmm. a question of like, what are you most proud of? Or something like that, mm-hmm. that really gets them to talk about something that doesn't kind of shape their mind around, well, I don't, I don't really create anything outside of this or that, or I don't really write or build anything. You know, I just kind of really good in my, my job. But if maybe if you reframe the question as what are you proud of, they'd come out and say, well, I don't know. I'm kind of like really good at programming and I figured out how to create programs that, you know, integrate together. And so that is (laughs) their nature, but it's about getting to that point. So it's very fascinating to, to think that way because almost sounds like creativity is a form of progress like if you can create your way towards progression and that involves process improvement or within your own little realm it doesn't have to be some crazy idea uh, that you think everybody will kind of latch on to whether they agree with it or they just think it's you're nuts right right Um, so right because we're not we we are humans right we're not machines so 
I, if you and I were assigned a task to, to program, you know, um, a specific, um, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, what do you program? It's a, a, some type of an application. Uh, yeah, sure. An application, um, some sort of code, right. Um, you and I would, would both probably do it differently. I mean, granted the end results probably the same, but you and I would probably come to, to different, uh, different manners of doing it. And, um, you may have found a more creative way to, to be time efficient than I did, you know, creativity is hidden in all these little tiny nuances and everything that we do. And, and I think that, that that's simply what makes us, you know, art us. So, um, so that's, and that's, that's really, I guess, part of the message I, I was interested in getting across um, was that, uh, you know, creativity is not something that um, has to be above average or extraordinary, um, which, you know, you probably know in today's society, that's, that's sort of what is thrown in our face. Everybody's like, be extraordinary. Um, and I'm really, if, if you were to look at my life from, from you know, 3,000 feet up, I am an extremely average Joe. As much as I've tried to be extraordinary in my life in certain aspects, you know, I look at it and I'm like, you know, that's, that's really, you know, if in the big picture, that's pretty average. Um, and, and then that comes to being, um, being content and being sort of uh, grateful for, for, um, for being average. It's okay to, to, to be average. Um, because it's really in the big scheme of things, because even as an average Joe, it really matters on how you are authentically to you and, and your family uh, and the people closest to you and what works for you. And that goes the same for like defining success in creativity, yeah. right? I mean, I'm in a, I'm, I'm in a band. We have, you know, our own name. It's, it's a very simple name. We just took our two last names and threw them together. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, but, uh, and we've, you have to, you have to, you know, redefine your level of success. You don't have to be in that 1% that's on, you know, the, the Grammys or, or on the radio all the time. There's another 99% of pretty much every, every, uh, uh, you know, uh, different type of, uh, art, artistic, you know, uh, pathway, or, or group that, that is doing all everything else to lift that 1% up and just let them be where they are. Um, and you also have to, I think, understand well, what is it that you want and what is it that you're willing to sacrifice? Because if you want this, but you're not willing to sacrifice the time away from your family, um, you know, the time away from your friends, um, the lack of sleep, you know, uh, dealing with whatever else, you know, that that matters, right? You, you there's, you can't, um, they're, they're always going to be forces against each other, sacrifice and, 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 um, achievement. And for me, um, I never really started music to, I started music cause I enjoyed it. Right. When I was a kid and I'm five and I'm like making a song on my keyboard. Um, as I got older, um, I think I wanted the um recognition really i just liked the recognition i like making people feel good and making them happy or laugh or smile and, and hear a song that you know touches them 
um, I, I never really expected to, to really make money off it. And it, that's something that just started happening. You know, we, it became part of, um, part of that practice of, of creativity. Um, and, and so I, I can't quit my job tomorrow. Um, uh, I mean, I guess I could, I could, that's where the sacrifice thing comes in. Right. I couldn't quit my job tomorrow and go do Van, Van Mason, um, without knowing that I'm, I'm going to be losing a significant amount of, of, uh, financial, uh, you know, uh, income that is there to support my family and myself and everything else, um, to chase something that is, you know, I, I could be successful in it, but, but do I want that type of success if it means that I don't get to be home and, and hold my son, you know, mm-hmm. uh, when he wakes up from his nap and that sort of thing. So, so it really is re- redefining your success. I think, you know, uh, anyone could achieve what they want as long as they're willing to uh, understand that, um, you know, what it would take to, to get there. I understand what, what it takes to get there. And I've chosen you know, a different route and that's okay. I, I'm going to stay an average Joe. I'm going to have, you know, an average band with 700 followers on Facebook, you know, um, and, and, but it works for me. It's my authentic self. And you know what, every time I go to a show with, uh, you know, my bandmate, um, and, you know, we're in, we're in a bar or a pub or, or, a, you know, an event and we're doing it. Um, that's enough for me. That just, that gives me that, that creative release, that, that feeling of purpose that, um, that I can take home and spread that love with my family. Right. So, so, you know, you can be a average Joe and and everybody has a a level of creativity that they deserve to recognize at least within themselves. Um, you know, that says, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm creative and, and that's cool and it's just different. And, um, and that's either good enough for me or yeah. Um, I do want to, you know, take some time and, and, you know, work on being a better painter or, um, you know, building this business or, you know, something like that. So, yeah, there was a lot in there. I apologize. No, that's okay. Um, to back, to back up a little bit too. I think, you know, Dustin, you're being a little humbled in your skill sets. I personally have watched, uh, Dustin play and watched him, sing play their harmonica and guitar at the same time so uh i think you're being a little bit uh humbled you are a highly skilled and not an average show um and so i just want to make that comment but the other thing too is i want to kind of dig into what makes you tick from a creative perspective like i know that you write a lot of your own songs and so I'm wondering if we could talk a little bit about that because sometimes people can struggle to even get anything going, whether it's creativity in your own job or a small facet of what you like as a hobby. Sometimes people just choose not to, and it's either motivational or, you know, they don't feel like it or they feel stuck. Um, But writing your own songs is pretty, pretty cool. Right. I mean, that, I mean, that, yeah, that basically is saying like, I'm going to take, words and thoughts and i'm going to pull them together and then i'm going to harmonize it into uh, a song that i can you know vocalize and play with my teammate and so 
walk us through what it's like to actually create a song uh, to sing in front of people, uh, to, to, to move people. What, is, what does sure. that look like? Well, I, I don't know um, if like you set out with a song to, to essentially move people. Um, I mean, ultimately that's, you want your music to mean something or to um, at least have uh, some type of impact on somebody. It doesn't have to be, be a big one. It could be, you know, it could be a weird Al type song and it just makes them laugh and, and that brightens their day. Right. So, um, so starting out, I, I will, so it took me a while to start writing songs um, when I did not have a high level of confidence in myself uh, in my, my artistic ability. When I was in, in high school, um, there was a great facade probably when I was on stage, but what it re- really came down to me and my self-confidence uh, and my ability to do things. Um, I always felt like I was being too cheesy or I was, you know, or this just doesn't work. Um, uh, and and so it took me a long time and, uh, and um, a lot of listening to a band from Philadelphia called G-Love and the Special Sauce for me to understand that you don't have to put so much pressure on yourself when you're trying to create something. Mm-hmm. As, long as, it's, as long as it's fun and you're enjoying the process, honestly, that's really all that matters. So I wrote my first song when I was like, 24 and uh and it wasn't serious at all it was really kind of silly um and and but i was proud of it it was my first song and it was i mean if you listen to it you could totally tell that like i got the idea from g love i'm like i wrote a g love song you know sort of thing um but he was my inspiration to to just being able to care less about um whether or not people like it and mm. just, just do something that you want to do because you want to, you know, it's something that you just kind of feel like you should do. I should do this. Um, and, and then it grew from there. So, so, you know, the first song that I wrote, um, it, it, in my opinion, I still like it and we still play it. Um, it's called waiting. Um, but it does kind of mingle in some kind of silly, satire stuff with it um and uh from then i just started writing more and more songs and and generally um what worked best you know what was either going on in my life or just stories that i wanted to tell or thought were interesting um so so i'll you know i will write a song that is deeply personal um if I usually start with the music. So I'll play my guitar. I'll be practicing. I'll be, you know, playing scales or I'll just fooling around and I find something that sounds good and I just keep going. That part is, is really easy for me. It's, it's, it's tangible. It's environmental. You can feel it in your fingers and your ears, you know, through your body in the guitar it's just like that. That is probably my biggest driver as far as music goes. It's just being able to, to, to feel it around. Mm. And then the, the writing part, um, I, try to, I try to listen to what the music's telling me. And then I try to write words to that. Um, and sometimes I can write a song in, in 
five minutes and sometimes I'll spend two years working on a song and, and still, you know, unable to finish it. So I think it's really important um, in sort of that creative space to, um, to not take yourself too serious and just know that um, I, I think they, you, you probably heard this a lot or you guys might've said it in your show before, but you know uh, you have to paint a hundred paintings to get one good one. Right. Um, or one that people are going to be interested in. And that's sort of the same thing with music. You just you take that creative expression and you just let it out. Sometimes people are going to like it. Sometimes you're going to like it. Sometimes you're not going to like it and people are going to like it and, and vice versa. Um, I think the main thing for that is just um, setting up your space, you know, having a space for you to, um, to, uh, to create you know, give yourself the gift of time, something that most people don't do. And, and probably a big reason why a lot of people don't, um, aren't quote unquote creative or intentionally creative, I guess we could, we could, uh, say, um, and then don't be so hard on yourself, get in that space, get that time and do that thing. And the more that I think you end up doing it, um, and, 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 you know, again, going back to what I had said in the beginning, doing it for your authentic self and doing it because, um, it's, you know, not for, for recognition or for, um, any type of monetary gain. It's, it's really just something that I think, um, you want to do and, 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 and you deserve to take the time to do it. Absolutely, man. What I love about everything that you've said so far on the show is it's very human. Like it's very, I mean, you were referring to yourself as an average show, but really you're speaking volumes to that. Anybody can step into their own creative genius. Uh, it just yeah. takes a little bit of practice. It takes knowing who you are and what you want to do uh, in the world. And then, you know, believing in yourself and not getting so hard when things don't turn out the way you expect them to. I mean, we'd all love to do something and have it just balloon into just something amazing, right? That shakes everyone's world. Right. Um, and you know, sometimes that happens. Sometimes there's luck involved and sometimes it's, you know, many hours of practice, but, uh, at the very essence of it, it's just taking that step forward into your, to your own belief in yourself and then being okay. Yeah. And, and then keep doing it. Yeah. And you know, that's something that I, um, I think is worth saying I can do in certain, in certain respects I can do in music, um, you know, I can do in our, our business uh, as it is right now, you know, yeah. um, but I still struggle with that in, in a lot of areas, uh, you know, as far as being confident in yourself to create something, there's, there's a lot of things that I, you know, um, want to create in my life, uh, and, or, um, and, and part of that is just, um, not being so hard on yourself and giving your, you know, being nice to yourself and saying, you know, have the courage to do this because what's, you know, what's, what's failure look like. It's probably not as bad as regret. Right. Absolutely. Beautiful, man. Yeah. So how can our listeners find you? I know your business is pretty much, uh, West Michigan based in the United States. Um, but will you travel for your band or do you do virtual shows or how can people find you? And we'll make sure we share the information on the podcast. Yeah, sure. So, um, so Voyage Bulls, um, we're based out of Grand Haven, Michigan on the West side. Um, 
We mainly uh, in the summertime are actually stationary at the YMCA parking lot um, six days a week, uh, which is right off the boardwalk. Um, it's right by um, this, the Grand Haven skate park and the basketball courts and um, the uh, PlayStation, which is, they call it the imagination station. Um, so there's lots of really wonderful things, family things, active things to do near it. Um, so we like to stay stationary for that in the summertime. Plus we're right again by the boardwalk, by the beach. So, um, you can find us there, uh, mostly in the summertime. We do do events. Um, uh, we don't travel as far. Um, unfortunately, uh, just cause right now it's more of an opportunity cost to travel. Um, uh, you know, and, and it's, so it's hard to ask somebody on the East side of the state to pay us double. Um, what we would normally charge simply because we're going to be missing out on that, um, that revenue, you know, in our, in, in our normal spot. So we're, we, we stay currently um, West Michigan based. Um, this is our first year. We continue to grow. So um, our hope is over the next several years, you'll start to see our name pop up in, in, in a wider, um, you know, uh, range. Um, as far as Van Mason goes, we are a little bit more willing to travel. Um, we've gone as far as um, the Upper Peninsula. Um, so we're, we're essentially regional. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll travel for, um, for shows. And uh, we generally are doing, you know, we have a really good um, brewery um, circuit that we do over here in West Michigan. So um, generally if there's a brewery in town, we've either played at it or probably going to play at it soon. Awesome, man. And I, I believe yeah. some of your songs are on Spotify or streams where people can listen to them. Correct. Yeah. It's all, it's all on your streaming services where you can, you know, where you need to find it. So Apple music, Spotify, um, and uh, just search a uh, Van Mason. Um, and again, we're rather small. Uh, we have a small following, so you may, you know, I don't know if it pops up right away, but we do have an album that came out last uh, November called Dragonfly, and you can find that on uh, both those systems um, and uh, and listen to the to the whole album. Yeah, and so and so real quick, give give the audience a little bit of flavor about what type of music it is, so they know what they can expect. Yeah, so um, so Dragonfly is a bit more of an Americana album, so uh, there's a lot of um you know a lot of different instruments and and melodies nuances of uh bluegrass blues um some rock in there uh maybe a little bit of reggae but um but a lot of just a lot of americana acoustic guitars um you know either violins and, and organ that type of stuff um harmonica and then a lot of harmonies awesome awesome yeah. well thanks man it's been a real pleasure to have you on as a friend uh, and really dig into your story. So I appreciate you sharing that with everybody. Thanks for having me and thanks for letting me share. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining the Breaks Blends uh, that shape our future podcast. Uh, we're excited to bring on guests from all different walks of life to really break into their creative stories, even dating back to their childhoods till now to help you feel inspired uh, to either start creating or to sustain or progress in your turn in your current creative journey. So thanks again. And we look forward to bringing on more creative guests for you in the future.